Well, guys, it's the first time in I don't know how many weeks that the three of us have been back together again with Beals in, in Israel, Freel's off doing his thing, and finally the three of us reunited, and it feels so good. We are back. I've missed yes. your beautiful faces. Yes. Unfortunately, the listener doesn't get to see our beautiful faces. No, they, they don't. Our, the luscious sounds of our voices. Well, we, we all have I, I have a face for made for radio. Oh, we'd stole each other right there. <laughs> oh, oh. I'm going to make them an awful camera field. I see dead people. Hasta la vista, baby. You can't handle the truth. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. All right, guys, let's get into it. Uh, this week's film is the fifth chapter in the Indiana Jones saga, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Uh, it's been 14, 16 years, something like that, since the last uh, Indiana Jones film. And uh, it's uh, India's, you know, in his 60s, it takes place in the 60s. It is in a new, he's at the uh, the latter end of his his life in this film. And um, full disclosure, folks, we're going to get into some spoilers uh, in this episode. And so uh, if you're like, well, I don't want to know. You just gave away the theme song. Fantastic. (laughs) That theme (laughs) song happens. So the spoiler. I told people what we were going to do. Just in the nick of time. Yes, I know, right? Uh, So, yeah, we're going to talk about stuff. So if you don't want to know what's going to happen in the movie until you see it, then don't listen to us. But listen to us because we need the viewers. So. Don't don't listen to what I'm saying. Okay, so let's get right into it. The movie, uh, Indiana Jones, number five. Um, what's going on? What's the theme of this movie? Indiana's back and better than ever. Is he though? Well, he's not better than ever. He's, no, he's not better than ever. He's, he's slower. slower. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not gonna lie; it was painful sometimes to watch. I'm like, oh, is he get? Don't don't jump like that. You might hurt yourself. Oh, there goes a hip. <laughs> Obviously, time is one of the big ones. Uh, okay. I mean, very like what, what you, about time. Like what about time? Um, being able to go back in time. Okay, but like broad, like broad again. That we all have a time. There's a there's a time. There's an expiration date on our lives. I think the movie definitely is hitting on that. Right. The fact yeah. that this this movie opens up in 1944, uh, going kind of go back to the Last Crusade era of mm-hmm. Indiana Jones, and that is on purpose. Like that's setting up that, okay, here's younger Indy, and now we're jumping to the 60s. We've got older Indy. He's in a different place. He realizes he's in the twilight of his of his life. And and so that idea that there are there is an end, we are here for a you know, a small window. Yeah, I think when you when you look at Indy, right, you have um in his life, the movie shows that uh there's some things that happens that he wishes he could change. Um, There's things that, um, you know, that have set him on the course of where he's at currently looking at an end of, you know, it it talks about his retirement. You know, he's kind of thinking about, you know, what's, what's left, you know, those kinds of things, all the things in his life that have led him up to that moment. And so it kind of delves into your typical, Hey, if you could go back in time, what would you change kind of a thing? And then on the flip side, you have kind of the, um, you know, I know we talked about spoilers. I don't want to spoil the entire movie, but you do have, you know, the whole Nazi thing coming up. um, And what would be different if you could time travel? 
um, from a a guy that is uh, evil. You know what? What would what yeah. would a time traveler who's evil do? Uh, who's a Nazi? And then what would Indy do if he could time travel? So it does set up those themes. I normally start with what's good, portrayed as good. Let's let's flip that. What's portrayed as evil in this film? Yeah, that, I mean that's a good good question. The low hanging fruit is uh, the Nazi regime, right? That they're still in existence in the late sixties. Power control. Probably the most famous line, in my opinion, in the movie is uh, talking about the dial of destiny and uh, every every aspect of every Indiana movie has an artifact that has some kind of inherent power, ability, whatever, whether it's some the MacGuffin, right, that they use to kind of propel the story. Yeah, you know, Ark of the Covenant, Holy Grail, that kind of thing. And so here you have this dial of destiny, the Antikythera, and that is going to provide the opportunity to go back in time in some way. And so the, you have this line that says, whoever holds it, this dial of destiny, won't become king or emperor or even the Fuhrer. He will be a god. And right. so there is that pursuit of trying to displace God or become godlike, if you will. Right. The, the, the idea that we want control or power to be able to manifest our own destiny, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. The other thing too what, that I thought was, uh, I'm sorry, Fields, were you going to say something? Yeah. Something hey, I also Matt, kind of. Matt, I, man, I know it's your first week back. Uh, we've got some new rules. If you've got something, please raise your hand, type it in the text box, and then I'll um, I'll look through it. And, and if I think deem it worthy, I'll let you talk. Okay. So that's uh, the new rules. Hey, I'm used to that my whole life. You've been since. <laughs> yeah. You're married. Time. You know how it is. Yeah. Okay. Totally. Ab absolutely. <laughs> All right. What were you going to say? Um, one of the things you also kind of picked up on was with um, Helena. That was a character's yeah. name, I believe. Uh -huh. Harrison Ford was like, why are you doing it for these reasons? Why she was searching after the Dial of Destiny and those things. Right, because right. he looked at his reasoning like, no, we want to protect these artifacts from history. And she had different ulterior motives, or so it appeared. Um, and he... And what was her... Do you remember her line too, Matt, that she said oh, there? She, man, it, so here's what she said, because I remember it. She said, because uh, that's, that's a great point. She In the scene, he said, why are you doing all this? And she says she's doing it for the money. Yeah, purely the, the money. money. Which is ironic, considering earlier in the film, the thing that one of the things that is portrayed as evil, I would, I would say, is uh, she has a line, and it's in the trailer, where they're talking about the Dial of Destiny, and he says, uh, Indy says that he stole it. And uh, and then it kind of banters back and forth. And she says, I, and then I stole it from you. It's called capitalism, which is yeah. not what capitalism is. Capitalism no, no. is not stealing from yeah. people. It's providing something that somebody wants. It's part of trade. And yeah. they they then buy that and, and you're providing a service for somebody. But that's that's what you when you get we get this liberal ideology, right? They view yeah. uh, th something like capitalism as evil. You're just going on. Oh, you're just taking from others. And that's yeah, it was it, a dig. Which, it was definitely a dig. Oh, totally. One hundred percent. Right. So the idea of capitalism and free market was, I think, portrayed as evil and, yeah. and wrong in this mm -hmm. film. OK, so talk about what's portrayed as good. Well, and here's the interesting thing, because I, you know, wanted to kind of jump in on this one aspect of it. And what is portrayed as good, actually, there's a subtext behind it. And, and that is like adventure exploration. If you noticed in the movie, and again, those watching, if you want, you know, heads up in the in the and look for it, there's an emphasis on man dominating space. 
there's a whole aspect of going to the moon and uh, and and finally conquering that frontier. And the guy that propels them literally to the moon is the Nazi scientist, right? And he now wants to go from dominating space to now dominating time. And yeah. so, so what is presented as, you know, that adventurous spirit or whatever, there is that kind of subtle um, trying to take control of space and time uh, from the, the humanistic standpoint um, to be a God, if you will. So here's something I want to, I want to talk about real quick. Uh, I have this theory that I've shared with students and other people who will, you know, listen to me uh, and which isn't many, I will, let mm. me just throw that disclaimer in there uh, is that what, if you look you at say? the, <laughs> exactly. See, <laughs> uh, Jason, I'm going to put you in a timeout chair. Okay. Great. I'll let you, I'll, um, um, let me know when you've changed your mind and I'll start unmuting you. Okay. So Indiana Jones, here's my, here's my theory on these films. So out of the five films that we've had, I think there's two that really work well and that typically have the highest, uh, you go look at cinema score, you go look at Rotten Tomatoes that score the well. And most audience members say, okay, yeah, those are my two favorites. Raiders, obviously, is being the first film. And then Last Crusade, of which both deal with true biblical artifacts that actually existed and had, and again, obviously, the Ark of the Covenant it being the most predominant, right? Because, the, But then you have the Cup of Christ. That obviously did was something. Now, did it carry mystical powers? And all that? No, of course not. But but it was something that was legit, as opposed to the Shakira, uh, the Shakira stones. Can you imagine. Well, she, wait, wait, she, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a whole nother movie. Um, the, the Shakara, the Shakara. <laughs> they don't lie. That's right. These stones don't lie. Uh, the Shakara stones, the the alien uh, head, and then in this one, a time traveling, you know, dial. Okay. Well, here's, here's the interesting thing. Just as a, an aside, yes, the anti- you're going to try and blow up my whole theory. The Antikythera is an actually it's an actual real piece. No, no I totally get that, but I'm talking about one that actually has some yeah. his, like real historical gravitas to it. Yeah. I, I I think you know as opposed to magical, yeah. um, you know we're talking about supernatural as opposed to you know magical. Funny enough, there were several scenes that were um filmed that i had been at and they were nowhere near each other like he you know turns the corner and all of a sudden he's like on the other side of sicily um <laughs> and uh at agrigento which that that temple is amazing to go to oh is that uh, right yeah did they, you go they, is it is where they went is it like the basement of the alamo doesn't really exist we all got crushed in Pee herman does that does that area <laughs> where they went does that exist i I don't even know how to respond after you invoked Pee Wee Herman. Um, Listen, yeah. hey, hey, I, I do have to agree with Matt. Uh, you know, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, classic. So I'm just <laughs> yep. saying. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, those are real places. It just, they're nowhere near each other. But, you know, it's like the geographical nerd in me was like, hey, wait, like you're in Syracuse, Syracusa, and then you're on the other side of the island in Agrigento uh, at, <laughs> uh, at, at probably the, the coolest, most well-preserved temple. All that aside, you know, this thing that he finds, this whole the whole dial of destiny is an actual real piece that um, predicts the sun and lunar calendar and it's uh, astrological and, and, and all those things. Right. You know, doesn't have the ability to open up or predict fissures where you can 
go back in time and things like that. And, you know, again, we go back to, you know, it's, it's curious because you get, you get seasons in movies where they kind of explore some of the same themes and how many time travel things have we already discussed and kind of worked through. And yet here we are again, it's kind of like, it reminds me of like 1998 with like the asteroid movies that we're going to hit. Yes. The earth, right? yeah. Deep impact. Or, the, or then we got the volcano and twister and, you know, yep. yeah. And then the end of the world stuff. Yep. But, but you, you do have this issue again, that goes back to understanding the theological paradigm that time travel can only exist if there is no god mm-hmm. hence why they even involve the idea of hey you don't want to be a king. The, the, the one who holds this won't be a king or an emperor or whatever he will be god because only god in his incommunicable attributes that which he cannot give to other humans uh, is eternal immutable omniscient all the things that make up um the the ability to not only create time and space, but to maintain it, control it, and have it accomplish his purposes and his will, right? I mean, Psalm 33, 11 says this, the counsel of Yahweh stands forever, the thoughts of his heart from generation to generation, right? There, there is this, this issue that what God has set in motion, what he is going to accomplish in all of its intricate, intricate details and, and all the things that we, we cannot possibly know he knows, he accomplishes, he moves time and space to accomplish what he is going to uh, accomplish. And so you, you just come back to this issue of man wanting to be God and um, control and have the ability to um, be self-existent. But the only self-existent one is God, right? That's his aseity that, that, that's super important to understanding the doctrine of God is that he is the self-existent one. He depends on nothing and no one, right? There's, there's no one who can come in and just change things um, type of idea. You know, I thought that was, that was a long theological, you know, discussion, but I think it's important that we go in thinking about these things. I thought it was interesting how Heleno towards the end, when Harrison Ford was wanting to stay in a location said, you can't, it will change the course of history. So it was like, even she, despite knowing what, you know, look, when you think about history, you can think of all the good, you can think of all the evil. And yet she did not want that to change. And I do find it interesting, you know, that there does seem to be this kind of theme of time travel, especially recently, like we look at the flash, right? From, from what was that a couple of weeks ago? And then we see this and in Indiana Jones and they're wanting to do it, you know, and, it was funny as I thought about it when I was off on my vacation, um, sitting in the middle of nowhere in the woods, you have a lot of time to think. And I was thinking about time travel and I really thought about how it really is an affront on God's sovereignty for us as believers to want to change the past or even go into the, the future to affect things just about like what you were talking about, Jason. But even you look at somebody like Paul who had committed some heinous sins. And yet he talks about in Philippians about how, Hey, don't look behind strive towards the goal look in front of you and strive towards the goal but not to go forward and change the future but to strive towards eternity and serving our king and that was his whole purpose so i just find it interesting that we're starting to see these time travel movies come into play um here more and more and i think because people are seeing what's going on around us and i think there's this kind of the theme of wanting to change things oh if we could only go back and change things 
but that's just that's just not to be because that's not what God willed. That's not what God wanted. And I one of the things that I think that these movies do that is least, I think, true is that you see the people who are going after uh, when they have the power to be able to go change time end up just screwing things up and mm-hmm. making things worse. So I'm like, well, at least that's honest, because, again, it, with with sin, that's what man would do, because it would they would ultimately be selfish with the decisions yeah. that they'd make. And For so sure. I I think that's good, Matt. That's a great observation. Could we go back and redo the beginning of this pod? Wait, sorry. Never mind. <laughs> Don't worry, Matt. Uh, that was a really good quote. I'm going to edit that out. Just so okay, you know good. what you yeah. said. Um, I'm going to actually do the AI filter and give Jason that quote. So that'd okay, be great. Good. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Just like they did to Harrison Ford, make him look young. Jason, you're going to get that one. So don't worry. You got another one coming. I, yeah. I need all the help I can get. <laughs> well, fellas, again, uh, always appreciate your time. It's fun to sit and watch movies with you guys. Uh, and and thanks. And hopefully, listener, this was uh, helpful to you as you sit and watch uh, the new Indiana Jones film. And we'll see you next time. Can, can we tease the listeners what's coming up next? Well, I just did, Matt. That's what's called a, a closer. I closed it out. And then you literally jumped in. And now we got to do a whole new closer. We got to close it well, again. That's I got to do it point. again. I, I, <laughs> I got to do the whole thing all over. Ugh. Okay. So you want to talk about what other movies are coming up? Yeah, I think it's good for her to kind of leave it in their form so they're like, oh. What happens if they listen to these out of order? Well, that's their fault. Then okay, they'll well, know at least some kind of order. Well, yeah. I'm going to, we're going to definitely probably see, uh, I, what, see, I don't definitely want to start listing probably. movies because what happens if we end up changing them? It's okay, true. fine. <laughs> Matt. All right, listener. We'll see. On, on that note, I mean, Greeny, we, I'm Greeny sorry. just doesn't we, want to talk about the fact we, that he wants to see Barbie. We, yeah, we, had, a, we had a clean, we uh, had a clean finish here. Frills decided to throw a grenade in and blow it up. And that's what, what I really am good at. So that's kind that's of my right. mission in life. So not intentionally, oh, okay. it just so, happens to be. And there was a little foreshadow. We'll probably see a movie that has a mission in it. Okay. Just we'll say that as a little tease. How about that? Is that work, Matt? It's impossible to know. It is impossible. We might, we might see something with a mission, but maybe it's impossible. Who knows? Definitely, probably. Okay. Look, show me the money on it. Okay. That's all I got to say. We're we're going back to VHS now. Thank you for listening to Real Profs, a production of the Center for Thinking Biblically. To support this ministry, please visit thinkbiblically.org backslash donate. To learn more about the Masters University on campus and online undergraduate and graduate programs, visit masters.edu.